When my son was about four and a half, we often took city buses and walked a lot, we lived downtown at the time. So he was familiar with the idea of looking at bus numbers and enjoyed reading them. While driving to somewhere once, I noticed a bus in the next lane and pointed it out to him. This conversation followed. Me, hey, look bus number 555. Oh, yay. Long pause. Oh, oh so that's 15. Me, no bus number 555. Oh, yay yay. So that's bus 15. Me, 555, oh. Oh, three fives make 15, no? Me, Penny finally drops for me and I'm speechless for a minute greater than. Oh, holding up all his fingers as I glimpsed quickly in my rear view mirror. Hey mama, remember? Two fives make ten. Now show me your one hand with five more fingers. See, three fives make fifteen. Multiplication learnt organically. No instructions, no worksheets, just a small child's curiosity unfolding through endless theories and exploration. Counting, adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing, fractions, measuring, estimating, all these operations are incredibly intertwined into our daily lives. Everything from cooking to account keeping to buying fruits and vegetables involves math. Math is all around us, from the patterns on leaves to animal shells to designs on our bed linen and clothes to dates and time. Everywhere. Try to escape from math in your daily life, it is impossible. Yet, we insist that math must be taught in preschool, or earlier, as a stand-alone subject, without context or purpose, with endless mind-numbing repetition through worksheets and testing. Why? But, how will they ever learn to add and subtract if we don't teach them the basics properly? Many adults ask this question in dismay, not realizing that there is, for example, math, implicit, in even a question as simple as, do you want one more toast? From a very young age, children naturally tend to sort, classify, count, observe patterns and use their fingers for all sorts of number-related tasks. They often ask a million questions around these ideas, play in ways that organically break open and unfold mathematical concepts. They may not know it formally as math yet. As soon as they hit preschool age though, adults tend to swoop in and teach math in more formal ways, nudging and coercing kids to count, add and subtract in more methodical adult ways, attempting to make numbers fun. Thing is, we don't need to make it fun, it is already interesting to them, woven into various aspects of life. Only when we step back and observe these connections though, can we support that learning in more meaningful ways than mundanely quizzing our children, what is 2 plus 1? Free play is powerful. By free I mean an activity that a child chooses of his own accord and plays the way he wants. Here are just a few ways through which young children explore math ideas, which we can support by providing the materials and environment as well as being available for their curiosity-driven questions. The more obvious ones. Playing with blocks of various shapes, tangrams, building materials. Math manipulatives, for free exploration, without an adult-imposed agenda Legos, my son figured out a heck of a lot of addition and multiplication with Legos on his own other put-together, take-apart toys. Playing with measuring tape, tools and scales. Books with numbers, rhyming poems. Puzzles. Board games. Using money at stores. Less obvious ones. Climbing, running, jumping, hopping games that children naturally tend to make up, 
for example counting the number of steps between two locations, counting stairs playing with other open-ended materials and loose parts, cardboard boxes, crafting with junk such as bottles, bottle caps, straws, paper, containers. Building collections, rocks, shells, leaves, sticks, matchbox cars. Playing, building with sticks outside. Sorting laundry into categories, colors. Cooking, baking, great for fractions and estimation especially setting the table at dinner time, a plate, a fork, a spoon and a napkin for each person water play, provide a tub of water with containers of different sizes and shapes. Cleaning up toys at the end of the day, sorting them into their respective bins. Arranging a bookshelf, sorting books by size. Schools tend to focus on memorization and speed during the early years, with the idea that if a child knows their times tables and can count to higher numbers, they can automatically do higher level math better. This is logical adult thinking, not necessarily how children absorb concepts. First, there are many paths to getting to the same concepts. Second, the intense emphasis on speed and memorization puts unnecessary pressure on a child to arrive at that correct answer quickly, rather than arriving at the understanding through an iterative process over time. As a result, children often stop playing with numbers and start to categorize it as boring work. I've known many children who start to hate the idea of math, after having loved it, simply because there is such an emphasis on arriving at the correct answer and quickly. Right up until the time that my son started attending second grade at a regular school, until then he had attended either play-based schools or been unschooled, he used to be excited about counting and arithmetic and had a deep interest in very large numbers. Side benefit, I learned a heck of a lot about large numbers through exploring his curiosity along with him, quintillion, nonillion, Google number and whatnot. How many stars are there in our galaxy? We read books and googled some ideas when he wanted to delve deeper and discuss them for fun. While every child's journey through math concepts looks different, it is nearly impossible that there is no math in their daily lives at all. In my son's case, his interest later led him to randomly coming up with math games while I was cooking or doing laundry. One example dash ma, what is 2 plus 2? After I'd answered this, he'd ask me, what is 4 plus 4? Then, what is 8 plus 8? and so on and so forth until it got really hard for me. And he'd get a real kick out of reaching the number which was hard for me to do quickly. He'd do it all over again the next day or a couple of days later. He'd come up with different games every few days for a while and through this process he discovered, odd and even numbers, patterns in numbers, counting, addition, multiplication, fractions, negative numbers and so much more. It would have been much more convenient for me to not see the value in these games and either dismiss him quickly because I was busy, or, turn the problem right over to him, you tell me, what is 2 plus 2? That's a simple one, isn't it? Side note, that's the quickest way to get a 5 or 6 year old to turn and run as fast as possible the other way. Ha! Huh. I do speak from experience, after which followed very quick learning for me to ditch all of my adult agendas and simply enjoy the game for fun, the way kids do. Learning happens more effortlessly when it feels genuinely fun and an adult doesn't have to put glitter on it by constantly asking, isn't this fun children? Over time, he started asking me to give him written addition and multiplication problems, harder and harder ones, I've heard slash read stories such as these from other parents as well, so I know my son is not an anomaly. He didn't mind that he couldn't do half of them on his own, he came up with his own strategies to simplify them. For example he came up with breaking apart two-digit odd numbers into tens and ones and called it chop addition. 
He was particularly proud of that, he hadn't formally been introduced to place values yet either. Sure, he couldn't add two numbers as fast as your typical first or second grader who was taught methods from the start, but he could do it and sure as heck explained it at a conceptual level and often, with real-world examples if you allowed him the time to do it. Halfway through second grade at school though, that spark started to die. He started being very hard on himself in order to arrive at the correct answer and with expediency. It was heartbreaking for me to realize that a child who was so excited and curious about numbers was now afraid to try for the fear of being wrong to please his teachers. Somewhere around then, one of his teachers had mentioned to my husband, and I that we should do mental math at home for speed, so we put two and two together and figured out why this was happening. This is not just my son's story, mind you, it is many many children, so much, that people consider it normal and something to get past or pushed through without ever questioning how they got there. The same child who used to enthusiastically ask me to write up hard problems now hated math, let alone do any of the math worksheets sent home from school. Even though teachers can be incredibly well-intentioned and invested in the well-being of every child, having to adhere to and deliver a standardized curriculum within a set period of time to a bunch of assorted kids with different learning styles often leads to killing curiosity, intrinsic motivation and natural learning and many. The focus shifts from meeting children where they are to fitting them into the curriculum somehow. I cannot tell you how many adults I've heard of these words, uck. I hate math so much. Or I can't do math. Yet, balance their checkbooks, buy things at stores, do all kinds of calculations to support daily life. Have to wonder how they got there. How did math become so detached as an idea, separated from daily life and treated with special gloves? I'm not even talking about quantum mathematics, just regular stuff. How many people actually have a need to use anything more than basic math in their daily lives? And when they do choose careers that involve higher level mathematics, finance, astrophysics, anything, they learn it along the way, with context and purpose in their chosen path. Yet, so many adults impose so much math upon their children earlier and earlier, assuming that if the kids didn't learn everything quickly, they will fail at life. There's a fear that people often associate with math, which unfortunately gets translated into rigid curricula and rote work for young children. Worksheets exist for adults to confirm that children are learning, to calm our own fears, rather than trusting that they indeed are learning. Children have no such need to know whether they are learning, until adults infuse them with doubt by separating learning from play and life. Play is the natural way that young children learn best, everything from math to language to emotions and social ideas emerge through play. What play looks like at every age changes, but it is still play. Adults play too, in fact, ask any scientist they will say things like, I was playing with this data. Young children explore, hypothesize, test and investigate ideas iteratively to understand the world in which they live. Adults can enhance these experiences instead of interfering by observing and understanding play and then supporting in meaningful ways. Creating a learning environment for ideas to unfold is different from teaching them through direct instruction. It's the difference between enabling children to think creatively about problems versus giving them the steps to solve the problem. Children who have been in rich learning environments, given the space and freedom to experiment, play with ideas, and think for themselves, naturally start to seek teachers and lessons and structure as they grow up. They are able to identify what they need in a way that suits them best. As Sir Ken Robinson rightly said, if you can light the spark of curiosity in a child, they will learn without further assistance, very often. Children are natural learners. Editor's Note, 
This article was originally published in Devious Blog https colon slash slash and is republished with her permission. Author Profile Devia Rangarajan's love of learning started at an early age. It led her to pursue a career in computer science, with bachelor's and master's degrees from the University of Texas at Austin and Virginia Tech. She spent several years at Amazon in Seattle, helping build its world-class customer support system. During that time, her childhood passion for Bharat Natyam led her to join From Within Academy in Seattle. As her teaching responsibilities at From Within grew, she was intrigued by the different ways young children with different temperaments learn, and how different that was from how we learn as adults. This interest deepened when her son was born and gained momentum with her experiences as a parent-teacher at the Woodland Park Cooperative School in Seattle where her son went to kindergarten. Through these experiences, she has come to believe that parenting is about building an authentic relationship with your children, and that children are born with immense motivation to learn anything they set their minds to. She now works to uncover the best ways to build deep connections with your children and preserve that natural-born motivation. She communicates her learnings from this journey on her blog. She can be reached at officefulofcom at gmail.com. If you wish to be part of a WhatsApp or Telegram group where we share these posts and only these posts on a weekly basis, register on https colon slash 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 If you wish to contribute with such experiences as a parent or a teacher, please do write to us at articlesroom at gmail.com.